0: Rachel, Caleb, thank you so much. Uh, this month, Mission Hills is celebrating our third anniversary. Uh, and uh, all I can say is when you start from scratch, when you have nothing uh, in front of you and you create something, it is this holy adventure. Uh, and, and only God can order the steps. Uh, it was two years ago this month that I met Pastor Jonathan at our one-year anniversary party. Uh, and I began to learn his story and um, I wanted to find out his story, so I said, let's go to lunch. And I found the only Burmese restaurant uh, that Austin had. It was a trailer called Burma Bliss uh, on, on South Congress. And uh, I said, what? How, how did you end up here? And the short of it is, he grew up in, in Burma uh, and then uh, became a pastor, went to Bible uh, University, got a degree, uh, was planting a church, was there during the... Um, after the tsunami, and then um, ended up fleeing, like many people from Burma, uh, to, uh, to Malaysia, except that Thailand sits in the middle of those two countries. So they walked through the jungle to, of Thailand to get to Malaysia, and there spent eight years, and started from scratch an international Christian boarding school, and also another church. And so what's been fun for me is it seems like almost every person that I meet uh, also came through Malaysia and met Pastor Jonathan in Malaysia. Uh, And so uh, Salome came from Malaysia also and was a part of that Christian boarding school. Uh, And then now they've ended up in Austin and they are forming a faith community. But here's the beauty is one church. And how God, through his son, penetrates and permeates culture. And so people from on the other side of the world grow up with this affection for Jesus. And yet this profound sense of need. Now our needs and their needs might look really different. Our experiences and their experiences might look really different. When you grow up in a context where it's illegal to gather publicly for worship. And you, you, you might even be persecuted for your faith. You have to really want it. Uh, And so there's something about the church has always thrived when it's under persecution. And the church has always stalled and suffered when there's prosperity all around. And so this is why I think it's so valuable for us to come together and share faith and community together. Well, I just want to do a couple of announcements real quick. Tomorrow is Martin Luther King holiday, a a school holiday. And if you find yourself as a youth that is in fifth grade or above, we're inviting you to come out and we're going to go and do Urban Air. It's a whole trampoline park. But if you want to join us, we're going to meet there from 10 till 2. Uh, If you need a ride or need to figure out, just let me know. Uh, But there's a few of us that are going to be going as we try and have a youth meetup. Uh, and we'll have some fun time together, there's some details online. And then I also want to make mention that in, um, because we um, are celebrating our third anniversary, we do not like to throw parties for ourselves. That would be wrong. Uh, and so we want to throw a party for the sake of others. And so uh, we are having our third anniversary party, a masquerade luster pearl east again Uh, there are great plans coming together this will be a really fun night Uh, and so if you have some folks that uh you think might be interested in a night like that man bring them because we just want to make our faith and community as accessible as possible and then uh in a couple weeks we have our church as tribe weekend once a month we just in instead of doing church as worship we gather as a tribe and all different expressions i will say this we have a new father in the house. Our newest dad, can you give us a little wave? This this is the guy. This is the guy with the biggest smile uh, and the least amount of sleep at home. Uh, he gave birth January 9th to Emily Van Newtel. Tell, you say it better than I do. Uh, uh, And so uh, we are going to have as one of our things going on this weekend a baby shower at the uh, Mary and Chip Ray's home. So if you want to be involved with that, find out. We'll have some other tribe happenings going on as well. So congratulations! We're very excited about this. Uh, We get have you you have an American baby, and I don't know if that scares you. Okay, it's at this time we want to lay hands on our kids as we send them out with this blessing, as we send them to continue in their time of worship. So would you say this with me? The Lord bless you as you continue on in your worship. Okay, V got it. Try it again. Try it again. And also, come on, come on, guys. Okay, be the good kids, don't be bad. If you have a child that is fifth grade and below and wants to go to our children's class, they can go there. Rebecca, if you wanna stay here with me, I won't bore you, I'll be good. If you are fifth grade and below, now we have uh, a a childcare class for uh, up to five-year-olds, and then uh, we have a couple of classes. Do you just wanna make sure we have enough back there tonight? Uh, We have a lot more kids. Okay, oh, well this is fun. Hey, I wanna do something tonight. We started a series uh, last week in the book of Ephesians and I don't know how many of you have started reading Ephesians along with us. Uh, I gave you a challenge because I wanna do a deep dive into this book. It is such a life-giving book, but there's layers to peel back. Uh, Jonathan, are you going to be doing some interpreting? Okay, okay, Jonathan will come back. If you need help with a little bit of translation, I think he's going to be talking over here uh, if if you uh, want that help. Um, So a couple of things that I just want to do to frame in our conversation uh, by simply stating uh, uh, a picture. And this is the picture of... Uh, the the Basilica of Annunciation the church of the Annunciation it's in Nazareth Israel Uh, Nazareth Israel today is about 400,000 people in the time of Jesus it would have been about 50,000 people Um, and the reason this is significant is this has gone through many different rebuilds it was originally started by in Constantine fourth (laughs) that's okay we, we, don't, we don't mind happy noises and um, we forget we're happy noises because uh, that happens to me too. Uh, the Church of the Annunciation was started in the 4th century by Constantine's mom. He wanted to commemorate to celebrate these key moments in the life of Christ. So there's the Church of the Nativity, the Church of uh, where Jesus was buried, the tomb. But this is the Church of Annunciation where Gabriel announced to Mary Of the coming Messiah, that she would carry the Christ child. And so we have this next picture. It's one of the most famous pictures by Raphael. It's the Madonna, it's Mary with the baby Jesus. Now, if you were just to look at this picture, there's some simple observations that we could make. The first thing is that Jesus appears to look very European, like a white guy. He looks very white and Anglo, except here's the problem. Jesus was a Middle Eastern Jew. He had a much more darker complexion. He might even look, have a better skin tone, a little bit more of a tan to him. But there's this thing that happens in every culture. And when the gospel penetrates culture, and when the gospel of Jesus comes into people's lives, in our search for meaning, for purpose we have a way of translating that taking that in and projecting onto it all of our own culture all of our own reality all of our own identity and so what the church of annunciation has done and this is the the beauty of how flexible the gospel is how the gospel transcends culture is that the gospel can penetrate every culture the gospel of Jesus can come into every context regardless of, of nationality, regardless of language. So what the Church of Annunciation did in 1969 when they built this current model was they commissioned artists all over the world to depict the Madonna in their own culture. And so what you have is probably about over 50 different artists' renderings. Go to the next slide. And you start to see all throughout the building all these different, let's go to the next one. And so you have Ecuador and Greece and Egypt. And then up above is Korea and Ireland. China, Thailand, Romania. You see these images and how every culture has this picture of what it is to follow, to look after, to embrace God's gift for this world. I think this is really important as we begin and frame in our study of the book of Ephesians. Because God's plan from the beginning, and it started to take root in Ephesus, his plan was that we would have multi-ethnic communities of faith. Now faith is often the dividing line that separates people. It separates classes, it separates races, but God, through his son, wanted to bring people together. And Paul wasn't writing to rebuke them. Paul, in a lot of his letters, was always writing a letter to correct them. Like, hey, I started this and I left and I heard you're doing bad. And now I want to correct some things. Oh, come on. Minglaba, Florence. Oh, come on. Tan Lung. Good to have you. Welcome. Hi. Yeah. Oh, Jonathan's translating over here if you need, if you need some interpretation. Tan Lung, go to Jonathan over there. we got lots of seats now that the kids left. This is what we call on Burma time. We're on Burma time, we're here for the experience. <laughs> oh, they're coming from work. I love it. Oh, welcome, welcome. Ming Lava. Yeah. Okay, so what we have in the book of Ephesians is God's plan starting to unfold. And Paul writes not to correct, not to rebuke. But Paul writes to say, good job, you're doing well. And so it's really important for us to look at what was happening in Ephesus. Ephesus was not a Jewish community. It was a Gentile community. It was a place where people from all over the world were gathering. And it wasn't just one congregation. It was several house churches together. And and this letter was written to affirm the one thing that they were doing really well. Integrating. The body of Christ... In nationalities, in all life stages, in all economic spheres, was coming together in worship and following Jesus. And this is what we have happening at Ephesus. Now, uh, uh, if you have your Bibles, I want to look at um, ephesians chapter 2 and i want to make some observations out of this passage so that we can understand he introduces in chapter 1 the gospel story he talks about our relationship with the father the son and the holy spirit and then he talks about this new identity there's a phrase uh, that goes all the way through a lot of his writings not just ephesus or ephesians and it's the phrase in christ with him in Christ or with Christ, is this phrase because he wants you to understand that you have a new identity. Your life is no longer your own. There's a new paradigm or a new perspective to see the world. And so now that the gospel has taken root, what he's trying to do is help them see this new reality. And he's talking to them about the grace of God and what that means and how that's able to draw people together so the the new identity is not just individual it's also collective because what the new identity allows us to do is see the church gather the church together despite our differences despite our our economic differences, despite our language differences, we have the ability to come together. I love it when we get to add churches, uh, chairs to to our church service. So in in uh, uh, Ephesians chapter two, he says this, as for you, and I don't have the scripture up here, so pull out your phone, take notes, pull pull out your Bibles, I wanna hear pages. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sin in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. And so he talks about how you used to live. He talks about the former ways. Let me say this. When we come into relationship with Christ, there's one shift that needs to happen. And the shift is moving me from the center of my life to letting God be the center of my life. We were never designed for everything to revolve around us. God is supposed to occupy the center of our life. And so there's a shift. And the shift is moving from me to him. From me to we. It's the same shift that if you get married, you have to make. It's the same shift that happens when you become a parent. You no longer get to be the center of your life. You make the similar shift from saying it's, it's, it's not about me anymore. It's about us. And you make a shift. And that's what he's speaking to in this new reality. Your life is no longer your own. And he talks about how you used to live. In other words, there's a shift that goes lost to found, darkness to light. And there's this idea that I'm coming into a a new identity in Christ. Um, I would say this. One of Israel's greatest sins, one of Israel's greatest shortcomings was nationalism. They believed that God was for them only. And so it was always the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. As if he was only their God. And God said, no, I, beca- I partnered with you. I covenanted with you so that you would bless all the world. And so when you hear smacks of nationalism as if we only care for our own interests that is against the heart of God there's this idea that I I blessed you so that you would be a blessing my blessing is not supposed to be contained in you it's supposed to flow through you there's other people in need and I'm expecting you to be part of my salvation be a part of the solution uh, and so uh, he goes on to say the ruler of the air. And he talks about this unseen reality. This idea that there's um, this, this kind of enemy within us. And in, in chapter 6, he'll get a little bit more into it. But he talks about the ruler of the kingdom of the air. In other words, Satan is, is not just simply a, a, an earthbound enemy. Satan's a created, though not human, being. And so what we have in these unseen moments, there are these moments in our life that I would simply describe as those moments that are you, but not the you that you are intended to be. We have moments in our life that are just more than simply poor discipline, um, a, a, a weak moment. But there, are, there, there is a greater reality. Uh, Satan is in control and he has this army and he seeks to influence, to trip us up. And he's gonna operate with accusation And deceit and so there's always these things that are going to war against us Paul writes to them and talks about this 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 new life in Christ this new hope saying it's not going to get easier but you have to be mindful of it now verse three all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying uh, the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. This is really harsh language, but he's simply saying um, living without conviction is like living without salvation. What the Holy Spirit begins to do is bring conviction that keeps us from steering into sin and gives us a sort of check in our spirit, a sort of hesitation. Um, and the nature of our salvation, I think, is really important because it's not just being saved from something, it's being saved to something. We're not just being saved from going to hell, it's the idea that you're saved into abundant life. It's the idea that you're saved in, into being a blessing you're saved into being an agent of peace uh, and a minister of justice there's something that God is calling us into not just saving us from and Paul is inviting people into this new identity as new Christians now this is where it starts he talks about God's great love for us in verse 4 But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. For it is by grace that you have been saved and God raised us up with Christ and seated him uh, in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So he has this picture of we're undeserving regardless of our status, regardless of how hard we work, There is this even playing field before God because we've all fallen. Now, once we realize that, and this is where the church in its new identity can be so transformational if it will allow it. But now that we understand that there's just this even playing field, it's supposed to be the thing that begins to heal prejudice, racism greed why because we're all fallen we all find ourselves simply like beggars looking telling another beggar where they found help hope this is supposed to be the calling of the church the new identity in the church and so um in the bible god or love is not just simply an emotion it's not simply just a feeling uh it's a call to action it's a it's a willing care for for another Um, God's love is different than um, most of our love Uh, God's love is always outward it's always self-sacrificing versus lust which is self-serving God's love always and this is what he's inviting us into and when we grow in God's love uh, as we grow in God's love we begin to make Jesus more the center of our lives the Lord of our lives. And then when we grow in God's love, we also learn to trust in God's care for us. And then he gets to something that's interesting in verse eight and 10. He says these words, for it is by grace that you've been saved through faith and this not from yourselves, it's a gift from God, not by works so that no one can boast for... We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance. Now to understand this picture we also need to understand Ephesus a little bit better. What was happening in Ephesus was that it had been a major seaport town and so people from all countries... All cultures were coming to Ephesus because it was a trade port and they could sail into this harbor. But the harbor began to build up sediment so that the ships couldn't go through the shipping lane. So once the trade stopped, the number one industry became the worship goddess of Artemis. And so there are people that are, like, religion can be big business. And the people that are going to benefit from the business are the tradesmen, the artisans, the craftsmen. And so here you have a lot of wealth, a lot of culture, and you have what is the temple that was built in Ephesus to the goddess Artemis. And so everyone was giving their whole lives. Let me just show to to kind of propping this up. It wasn't just their worship, it was their livelihood. It was how they were earning an income. This is how they were known. In fact, the temple was known as one of the seven great wonders of the ancient world. Let's look at Artemis. This is her. She's she's the Olympian goddess of the hunt. She's known as the mistress of the wild animals, is what Homer described her as. She's considered the daughter of Zeus. uh, And she's often pictured with like a quiver of arrows or a crossbow. And she's known as the god of the, the, the hunt the moon, and sexual purity. Chastity was her calling card. Let's go on to the next one. And so she would often be depicted with the animals and her chastity. Next one. And so you have this whole community that's now given their livelihood to, to ironwork, to carving, to pottery, to sculpting. And so images of the goddess Artemis was all throughout Ephesus. And so you have images like painting and pottery. Let's go to the next slide. And you start to see all of these different renderings in worship of Artemis. And it took on many different forms even to, go to the next one, uh, coins. uh, And again, some more pottery and paintings and sculpture. All the way to the modern era where we get Artemis Barbie. It still lives today. With her bow and quiver. Just kidding, you can go to the next slide. Now, here, Paul is saying, You have been saved by grace. You are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Now, here's what's so fascinating about what Paul's, he's trying to describe grace so that they can understand it a little bit better. And it's renowned for people making art of of Artemis. And what Paul is describing is saying a grace suggesting a God who makes art out of people. A whole industry making art art out of God and now he's saying oh no 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 you are my workmanship you are my handiwork the word there is the Greek word polema you are my artwork you are my masterpiece and by God's grace I am making something beautiful out of your life Paul wants us to understand that the grace of God is at work even though the circumstances seem impossible. The grace of God is present in your life even when it feels tragic and it feels depressed, even when it feels like cancer, even when it feels like divorce. The grace of God is always present because God sees. God in this new relationship, is making art out of you and me. And he says, We've been saved what? For good works. So, being a part of a church, I think, should produce something in us. And what it should produce in us is most notably God's love and grace. Uh, for good works, and so God is shaping us into this Masterpiece he's he's making art out of the canvas of our lives and God seeks to make beauty of the circumstances, but it requires us to draw near to him It requires us to love outwardly and it requires us that we can trust more in a God that sees even though it feels impossible There are some friends here tonight that I think uh, have a different perspective. And so we have uh, an ESL class that Jess and and, and Kristen and and, uh, Kyle have been teaching uh, at Jonathan's and Grace's apartment. And um, I thought it would be nice if we would just hear a couple of perspectives from what it was like to grow up in a country that's military rule where if you came out publicly, uh, you might be arrested uh, for being a Christian. uh, And then you fled to another country because I did not grow up with that reality. I grew up with um, kind of, uh, I was always exposed to church. And it wasn't something that I necessarily wanted to do. But it was something that our family did until I grew older. And it became something that I fell in love with. But... I've always had financial means. I've always had access to good education. I've always had a large community and the freedom to worship. What happens if you have none of that but just a faith in God? Jonathan, will you have a, bring uh, maybe, uh, you have a couple people that want to just bring a a word of testimony for us? Okay, join me. Uh, One of the things that, I've shared this before, but when I, we were visiting uh, some different apartments and going into different homes, we were bringing and have, we, we like to have fellowship and we bring some breakfast and we have a meal. And I said, Jonathan, is it still helpful for us to bring food? Is it still helpful for us to have, uh, you know, maybe some kids clothes? He says, Pastor, um, he says, <laughs> you don't remember? Oh, yeah. He says, food is good but prayer is best. I said, you mean I can put a whole meal on their, their table? He says, food is good, but prayer is best. So the idea that we live in a society where if you say, oh, my thoughts and prayers are with you, feels shallow or trite or inactive. In their culture, in their reality, it's far different. So I would like for you to just to share, just take a moment and say, how did you find Christ? Okay. And then maybe how have you seen God provide for you. Okay. Take just a couple of minutes. Okay. American time, not Burma time.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my name is my boy. Yes. Uh, I come from, uh,
3: Myanmar. yes.
2: I come from Myanmar.
3: Uh, I come from
2: Myanmar. I have uh, Austin uh, Two years. Two years. My first time uh, one pack. <laughs> yes. The first time
3: you join in here? Yeah. Yes, yes.
2: Oh uh, okay. uh, I uh America
3: uh movie,
2: Move move or uh, My Cast <laughs>
3: <laughs> Okay. God brought in Austin. God brought in. Yes, thank God. you for God. Uh, yes. But uh but generally uh but generally The Lord brought
2: in here Austin in America two years ago, yes, thank you. uh, To all our
3: brothers and sisters in Christ, thank you so much for, I see all your faces and warmly welcoming for us, thank you so much for uh, warmly welcoming. uh, in the name of Jesus and I greeting you all, but I cannot shake hands. Everybody, please hands your raise right hands, and this is a great thing in Burmese.
2: Great great in the name of Jesus. <coughs> Thank you so much
3: for what we discuss about, we fellowship together in here with American friends and Burmese friends, with de, one in
2: Christ in uh, Jesus. De,
3: uh, de, uh, when I am in here, I'm God, the Holy Spirit revealed me like Noah in ka, the Noah uh, generation.
2: Noah uh, got he here. Noah got Timbodong here. Thang ba Ramsar, pun subkab vui kose. Tisong a kose, alen kose. Ramsha subkab vui he. Tiko a Noah Timbo kose, pakat la kose sa In the
3: the art of the ship of Noah, or God put. Noah families and all the animals also, like elephant or some bird or some every different kind of animals they put in
2: the one ark in the sheep. Yes. Okay. Like that we
3: also like Jesus is like the ship, like Noah ark, put. In all in the, the people in Jesus Christ. So that's why I accept that Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord like
2: Noah are. In, we are in all in Jesus. Noah, yes. okay. He Okay, the border
3: of Noah in different animals be or like a small thing, like the ant, Also different animals like that we all are here. The white people, black people, different language, different country. We all put together in Jesus in one. Yeah. By the, the grace
2: of God, the love of
3: Jesus Christ, we are in one. Like one family, one faith, and one hope. Thank you so much for I accept that Jesus Christ is like we are one. Only Savior,
2: Jesus is my Savior and Lord. That's why I accepted
3: Jesus Christ. I uh,
2: want to say something about in our country, Burmese.
3: Bur- 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 is the poorest country in the world.
2: Myanmar is the poorest country in the in Myanmar, our Chin
3: State is more poorest in the state.
2: Yeah, uh, we are from Chin, we, uh, for a
3: farmer, we some like, labor in a farmer, and very poor in our Chin State.
2: Tetapi he American he, uh, kapuk ku sekapuk no, kaming ku sekaming no, barang Amer ku sekemik ma keman ku sekemang muni. We
3: never dream we are in some one day it will be us. We never dream, but.
2: Tetapi keman ku ta, lodung he kapuk, tetu kapuk ne ku seumni. He American dia ho he, kapuk ne orang tercakup no.
3: We cannot dream in America. But we always in a farmer in a country, and then God brought us in here in America. This is a uh, very difficult The situation, but provision is enough for us, for
2: me. This is a time when even though we are
3: very poor in the physical but we are very strong faith and we always pray, pray to God and God, God brought to the Chin State to Burma and then Burma to Thailand and then Thailand to this is second heaven like American God brought in here and now, because of God, Jesus, we can meet
2: each, every one of you can join in here. This is God
3: has plan for the best
2: for us. And God has a plan for every
3: one of us, and then, God, only we need to put a big faith until we die. The faith that prayer is the best believers.
2: I want to read
3: the Bible, Ephesian. But we're
2: nine. Along soon do go pancindo muto payata king the
3: Bible verses in the Bible,
2: you can see. <laughs> <laughs> in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Adi uh, chapter 3, 9, right? <laughs> okay. Adi Gala, he don't hear, Bangladesh, we hamla God has a plan for us. Hey. God created the people,
3: not simple make. God has a plan, very expensive. He created everything, especially for the human. God created us. Now we are from the glory of God. We have to shine for Jesus
2: Christ. Now we are from the glory of God. God
3: created the man and woman. Uh, he wants to live in our inside, and then we also live in Jesus Christ because of, He created
2: the man and woman but the people are very high education very
3: rich and but they forgot the creation of god but God's plan is for his the glory
2: of He shine for the glory of God. Oh you
3: Thank you so much for sharing the word of God shortly, and then God bless you all. Amen. Amen. Thank you. <coughs> We are brother and sister in Christ and then after that we are brother and sister in physical also in the maritime environment. Because of Yes Christ, we are spiritual and physically we are brother and sister in Christ. But we
1: have
3: we are growing in faith and growing in the law, growing in what a God plans for us to grow in
1: spirit. Thank you so much for the first
3: missionary. It's America missionary. Uh, they came to Burma, and then gospel, sharing the gospel. And then now we are coming back to America, and sharing well about the of the tongue, the tongue, Yes. <laughs> like the Sun, God, and then the Son God and the Hunting the And then God sent American missionary to our country and then I said that Jesus Christ as my Savior and Poor and then no electricity, no transportation. But we had like in the nighttime we went to the church, like no lights, but we had bamboo fire, you know, <laughs> bamboo fire, and we go to the church and then we worship God. Then we can start the process of the Muslim. I
1: understand. Now he hit the process for that. He made an a missionary lah. <laughs> the
3: God has planned for the first American missionary who sent our country to the good news and then we already accepted years right that Jesus Christ now we our country is the. Uh, now is already with externeius Christ. Now, the last 200 years ago, God sent a missionary to our country. Now the time to, my people will be, go back in here again and for missionary again. God gives to missionary back in here. But
1: yet <laughs> ولكن يجب ان تكون مجرد ان تكون مجرد ان تكون
0: Two, four, six, 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 For there who one has one. known the mind of the Lord, that you may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Yeah, the mind of mm-hmm. temple?
3: temple of God. Right, right. Amen. Oh, 3. 16, sorry. 3.16.
0: 1 Corinthians 3.16. Three, like Don't you know that 16. you yourselves are God's temple and that God's yes. Spirit lives in you? Yes, big yes. yes. yes.
1: My own hand but that they the on that temple of it, but and we are the temple of God and then
3: Jesus Christ is in us, also, we are in, also in Christ.
1: But <coughs> I
3: Visible church and invisible church, but uh, we are the invisible, invisible church in Christ. We live in Christ. Okay. Okay. So, Thank okay. so, you so much. God bless you all.